0: Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I am so excited to have you here with us today, and I know that I start almost every episode saying that, but that does not diminish the genuine authenticity of that statement. I am truly so excited to have you here each and every week, anytime that you tune in, no matter what episode it is, I am just so excited and so thankful, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Today we will be discussing managing guilt, navigating the emotional challenges of being a business-minded mom. But before we dive into the topic, I just want to thank all of you who have left us reviews. It is so, so helpful for our little podcast to get noticed out there in that Big old world. So if you haven't yet, please just hop onto whatever platform you listen to your podcast on right this very moment, if you can, and leave us a rating. Those ratings are just so helpful for us to get found and noticed by other people just like you who can benefit from what we talk about. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. Now let's get started. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, Put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Managing guilt, navigating the emotional challenges of being a business-minded mom. Today, I want to talk about the guilt that many business-minded mothers experience and then provide strategies for managing and overcoming those emotions. Now, keep in mind, this is not exclusive to entrepreneur people, like entrepreneur mothers, this is anyone business-minded. So even if you're in a career or even if you just have mom guilt and you need some strategies for managing it, like pull up a chair, let's do this together. So I think the first point that we need to understand is understanding the source of the guilt. We can explore, you know, common sources of guilt um, that business minded moms have. And that can be like feeling torn between work and family, societal expectations, comparison. That's a big one, I think, in motherhood, comparison with other mothers, um, self imposed pressure. And I just want to kind of dive into that. One personally for me is almost like family expectations, not in my immediate family, but my husband and I were both raised in households with stay-at-home moms. And so that was also kind of a factor in in the pressures and the source of guilt for me personally. So we all have a lot of different things that we bring to the table, obviously, and each of those may stem a different source of guilt for us. So just kind of keep that in mind. And again, I'll share some of my stories so that you guys can kind of have an idea and understand the root cause of guilt so that, you know, together we can have that first step towards managing it effectively. So again, there's feelings of being torn between work and family. I know in my day job, I face that a lot because my commute is rather long. And also sometimes, especially this time of year, when we're vamping up for the summer, this whole spring season can feel very, very overwhelming at work. And so I am working longer hours. And so I feel like, well, I have this work I have to get done. I don't want to let the team down. I love the rapport that I have with my colleagues, but I also want to make it home for dinner. Like, how do I navigate that? And so that's a huge source of guilt for me personally. And then also just societal expectations. Like, I also can't tell you how many times I run into someone saying something like, isn't it almost bedtime? Shouldn't you be at home? no, my husband can do bedtime just the same. And that's not even necessarily an internal guilt in that moment. But having people project that on me, obviously, like societal expectations, it can be really challenging. And I know that a lot of moms are on the gram or TikTok or whatever is like trending in that moment. And that one can be hard too, because you see these other moms doing other things with their kids or taking them to swim lessons, taking them to activities you know, taking all this time to make them this extravagant lunch or whatever the case is. And that can also be a huge source of guilt. I know that some moms aren't cooks. They don't like cooking. They don't create the meals. That's not their role in the household, but it can be a source of guilt that like, maybe I'm not giving my kid the nutrition that they need, or I'm not providing that food for them. And honestly, like as long as they're getting fed, that's a good baseline that's what I tell myself. But like in our house, my husband does the meals and he does the meals for, for our daughter and prepares her lunch and stuff. So, and, and I've had other moms that are like, oh yeah, we, you know, homemade all of our baby food so that we knew that our child was getting the best. And you know, maybe that didn't work for me. So it's just, there's so many different avenues for that source of guilt to make its way into your brain and into your heart. So again, the first step is just kind of addressing what those root causes may be and having a little bit of self-reflection. Like when I start to experience this guilt, where am I at? What am I doing? What is going on? And then you can start to learn to manage it effectively. The next thing that I would say is it's really important to embrace self-compassion. Give yourself grace, give yourself love, and lean into strategies and techniques for practicing self-compassion so that you can kind of manage that guilt. And a lot of people would call this as like self-care, setting realistic expectations, and learning to prioritize and delegate certain tasks. It's really important to make sure that that you are exploring ways that would challenge that self-talk and then foster that positive mindset so that you can add that value and contribute back to being a business-minded mom without that added bonus of guilt, right? So self-care, like knowing that every Monday in the evening after the kid goes down to bed, you're going to just take care of yourself. Whether you give yourself an in-home mani, whether you take a long bath, you read a book, whatever you're doing that kind of just pours back into you. Because as we all know, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Like that is just not realistic. It doesn't happen. And it's really going to help foster that positive mindset because you need to make sure that your cup is full. I know that When someone is extra tired or extra exhausted or worn out or spread too thin, it's really hard to focus on the positive and make the most out of everything. So making sure that you're pouring back into your cup, maybe that even means that every Monday night you go to bed right after the babe goes to bed. We have different strategies like that for us. We have certain working nights, we have certain rest nights, and then there's nights when sometimes I just call it Meredith goes down to bed and I say, hey, Phil, I got to go to sleep. And there's also been nights, which this for some could be a root cause for mom guilt. I've come home from work. We've done our family time. Maybe it hasn't been like a couple hours, but it's been a few minutes at least. And we eat and I have to go to bed. (laughs) I just have to. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm not going to be able to serve anybody. And rather than giving them quantity time by giving them that evening and then into the next day and whatnot. It's more important that we get quality time. And so Philip takes the brunt of that evening and I'm able to just go to bed early, get the rest that I need so that I can make it through the rest of that week or whatever the case may be. And so it's just really important to make sure that you're focusing on that self-care, that time. And I know some people would call self-care like a trigger word or trendy or whatever, but Ultimately, then you're just pouring back into yourself is what I mean by that. And that way you can just really learn to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. And another a couple other points within that would be learning to like prioritize and delegate certain tasks. There's certain things in the house that don't need to be done. That laundry can wait until the weekend. Like don't stress yourself over it. If you and the kids still have clothes to wear, then just keep, keep it up. I know that there's been a couple of times when we've went into our like stash of underwear because we've not done laundry quite as quickly as we might need to. But like whatever, everyone's wearing clean underwear, we have good hygiene, and so that laundry can wait a couple of days. Just let it go. And also there's things that you can delegate. Like if you're able to financially, it can be really beneficial to delegate certain tasks. So depending on what those look like, make, like maybe in business or in your career, you don't have enough team members, so you're not able to delegate more tasks and you don't, have, you don't want to put that on your team. Okay, well then look outside of the work life and look at the home life. What can you delegate? Maybe you can hire a house cleaner. I'm a big advocate for that. Maybe you utilize a meal planning service. Maybe use AI like chat, uh, GBT to do, you know, meal planning for you. So rather than spending two hours meal planning and another hour writing out your grocery list, you just make AI do it. And I've heard too, that you can then link it to like Instacart and order your groceries online and boom, you're done. Like maybe those are the things that you need to alleviate the other pressures. And it's really just figuring out what needs to go up, what needs to come down and how fluid it needs to be so you can make it work. The next thing that I would suggest is building a supportive network. So there is such significance in having a strong support system for managing guilt. It's really, really important to make connections with other business-minded moms who can empathize with similar experiences and also provide encouragement in that. Um, So having strategies for seeking support from family and friends and mentors and even joining communities and networking groups specifically designed for business-minded moms is really important there's a saying about how you want to surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. And so really finding that ne- network of business-minded moms who can support you is important. I know that in my life, I've had some friends in my network or whatever that were stay-at-home moms. And it's just so interesting how it can be different to navigate that being a working mom. And not only am I a working mom, but I run a business and I'm the head of my department at a private company. So I'm like, not only am I a working mom, but I'm like working a lot. And I know that I've been called a workaholic and like dodging responsibilities and stuff by other parentals. And I know that they don't mean anything by it, but that can be especially tricky to navigate. So really putting yourself with other people who are like-minded to you can be beneficial because they're going to be able to empathize and support you in that. So uh, just be mindful of that. And I wanted to kind of dive into a couple tips on how to build that supportive network. And so I would say, like I'm mentioning, the first would be identifying shared interests and values. Again, going back to finding business-minded moms who want to be alongside you, who can help you learn and grow, and then you can help them learn and grow. So just finding individuals who share those similar interests, values, and professional goals and seeking out networking opportunities where you are likely to meet people who align with your passions and aspirations. This common ground will provide such a strong foundation for building that supportive network that I think it'll happen a lot more organically and easily than otherwise. And one of these things is you can be like, well, I don't have the time. Like, that's the problem. I feel so guilty not being here for my kid or whatever. Well, one of the benefits to the support group is is your kid can be a part of it. Like it can be a mom's group. It could be a running club where the moms come and everybody's pushing their kid in the stroller or whatever the case. Or like you do workouts when the kids are playing in the grass. Like It doesn't have to necessarily be time away from your kid. Now, if it works towards your self-care and you need that to pour into your cup, maybe it is one Saturday every month that you do have your kid go to the babysitter or stay with dad and you're able to really focus on yourself and these other moms but you just kind of figure out what works for you and what works with that community. But that first tip is definitely finding shared interests and values so that you can build off of that. And my second tip for building that supportive network would be cultivating those meaningful relationships. Building a supportive network goes beyond just surface level connections. You really have to invest time and effort in developing a genuine relationship with, um, relationship with individuals within your network. So that means like actively listening, showing genuine interests in their endeavors, and providing support when needed. Nurturing these relationships will create a sense of mutual trust and support. And it's really going to grow that relationship exponentially because it's just so important that you also provide those things for them. And there'll be seasons when you just don't have anything to give and they will be there for you and vice versa. And that's what is so beautiful about these support systems. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be an external network. You can also rely heavily on like family and you can build a mentorship where someone is helping support you in that way too. And then the third thing I want to say for building a supportive network would be give and receive support. So as I started to mention, you just really want to build a supportive network that's a two-way street offer your support, your knowledge, and your expertise to others in your network whenever possible, whenever you can. That's like, that's the whole idea of Ginger Biz the Podcast is I just want to put it out there to share my expertise for other people. But then you also want to make sure that you're actively contributing by providing guidance and sharing resources and offering help within that network. Similarly, be open to receiving support from your network when you need it. Cultivating a give and take dynamic will foster a supportive environment where everyone benefits. Okay, so those are my main takeaways for really just like trying to navigate managing mom guilt and how you can do it. Again, you can find different networking events or groups online. Facebook groups is an awesome place to do it, but you can also build like group chats and Instagram and stuff like that. So just just keep that in mind. And remember that building a supportive network takes time and effort. You have to be proactive in attending the events or joining the professional organizations and connecting with the individuals online. Stay engaged and follow up with your network regularly and build that supportive network so that it can pr- provide advice, mentorship, collaboration opportunities, and that strong sense of community just throughout that personal and professional journey that you're on. So again, my tips for managing guilt and navigating the emotional challenges of being a business-minded mom is understanding that source of guilt, embracing self compassion and really caring for yourself, giving yourself that grace, and building a supportive network, which again, little subcategory, would be identifying shared interests and values, cultivating uh, meaningful relationships, and then giving and receiving support, making sure that you're aware of that two-way dynamic. And those are just you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg because there's so much more that you can be doing. But ultimately, at the end, end of the day, I just plead with you to give yourself grace and be kind on yourself. Okay? if You don't want to walk up to somebody else and be rude to them because they worked late hours or anything like that. So don't do that to yourself. That little voice inside of your head that's nagging you with guilt, just let the positivity and fostering that encouragement just outweigh that little voice. And eventually, hopefully you can kind of tread away from that little voice of guilt and really just find comfort in knowing that you are an amazing woman, an amazing mother, and so, so much more. So guys, until next time, keep on diving in.